No ketchup. No ketchup. What's really good, my people? Welcome into No Catch Up Sports Talk via Chicago. I am your host, Sean Little, Big Nick the Quick. On yes, the sir. line, you yes, see sir. in the box. Yes, sir. The video is back. Back. Tuesday, Thursday. Uh-huh. We come in very strong. Yes, sir. We got visuals. We got Twitter tweets. We got everything, man. I'm just happy the video is back. We got some new software up and running. NBA. NBA. Just all day. It's like this March Madness. More NBA. Just all day. Love it. <laughs> I, I don't know if I've ever watched this much NBA basketball on like a 96 hour window ever in my life. And I, I love it. But we, we got we got more today coming too. Yeah, it's uh, not stop, baby. <laughs> it's a full slate every single day. It's off the hook. Um, we're gonna talk a ton of NBA. Lakers lock up the number one seed last night. AD continues to go berserk. Um, but the real action is in the eighth seed. That's where the, the the real play, the real games are coming from. So we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about the play-in format if we rock with that. Also, I want to talk about the best performances from last night. Insane individual performances. TJ Warren, our boy Fred. He's just he's just Fred now. Eight one five baby. He's just Rockford the Fred. The is fine. It's just Rockford Fred. Yeah, just 100%. TJ Warren has been going berserk. We got Michael Porter Jr. We got uh, our boy uh, out in Denver, the 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 point guard slash the point center, uh, Jokic. So we're going to talk about that. And then, uh, you know, Big Nick the Quick had some Twitter takes that I want him to break down. And I had some Twitter takes that I want to explain. So we're going to go through that. We'll close the show with a little rundown on uh, there's there's a couple things out there that's not basketball, so we're going to talk about that. Get get some takes, but they'll be quick because we're going to take up a lot of time on hoops. Big Nick, the quick. We here. Let's go with it. We back on video. Yes, sir. How you while. living, bro? We had a good ass weekend. Me and Big Nick, the quick, <laughs> went to Rivers. Yes, sir. Uh, posted up and watched. Literally posted up at Rivers. Put some tickets in and watch basketball from about twelve thirty to li- literally all the way to UFC until about ten o'clock. Yeah, it's just just all day long. Post up. Shout out the Rivers first of all with a very nice socially distanced outside patio with the TVs on deck. Yeah, like you know, obviously people see casino. It's like oh, that's like the worst place you can go. It's the exact opposite. Socially distanced, <laughs> properly ventilated. Um, again, the outdoor patio was crazy. Pretty much at your own table. There's no one else by you. Um, and it was just a dope experience all together, man. Like, I uh, brought, brought my guy from the neighborhood. He came through and kicked it with us. Shout out Terry. Um, and we just had a dope time, man. Like, it was, it was, it was, it was great to be out for nine hours watching basketball, talking shit, eating wings, laying down some money. You know, I, I got, I didn't have a great day, but overall, man, can't, can't beat it. The, we posted up. If there's one thing I missed about quarantine. <laughs> If there's one thing I missed about quarantine, it's posting up, eating chicken wings, and watching live sports. So 
I mean, forget about it. That Can't beat it. Can't beat it. Great time. We had a great time. Hey, Rivers needs to get off that Roku, though, man. Tell him, tell him about this Roku experience <laughs> Rivers the other day because they tried to save a couple bucks and it did, it did not go right. So, shout out Rivers. We're watching UFC and they are streaming this shit in the sports book like you or me would stream it in our in our basement. And that's just not the way you should be doing business. No. No cable box. Like they were straight right. up using a Roku. It was buffering in the middle of the UFC fight. It was pix- it was pixelated on certain TVs. It was terrible. It was terrible. They had the dial up on deck, like the AOL <laughs> jump off. It, was- it, it wasn't as bad as Nick is portraying <laughs> it, but there was a couple times <laughs> where like stuff froze and we're trying sh- to watch. And it it like, shouldn't be that way. It should yeah, never be that shouldn't way. Be that way. Yeah. Shouldn't Other be than that, great A experience, man. Shout out our uh, shout out our servers, man. You know, keep keeping us fed. And it was great. Yeah, man, it was fun. It was a lot of fun. We had a good time. Um, all right, let's get into it. The Lakers lock up the number one seed in the West last night. Or in the yeah, number one seed in the West last night. Yep. Uh AD continues to go crazy. LeBron continues to close games late. Did you did you see him close last night, by the way? Absolutely. I mean, Absolutely. jump shots, fadeaways. Yeah. Everything is all net. It looked it was very, very good. Uh vintage. Vintage LeBron. So LeBron yeah. closed it out last night. Then we have the eight. The Grizz are stumbling. We could just put it that way. Sure. Uh, the restart has not been good for them. They've lost three in a row. The eight is now wide open. Uh, let's start it off with the Lakers. Your thoughts. Um, we knew they were going to be the one seed for a while now. Yep. Um, what are your thoughts on them finally locking that up? What are your thoughts on their restart in the bubble? Uh, two and one. Yeah, two and one look good. Obviously, uh, they ran into Toronto on Saturday, and we know Toronto is just a tough matchup, well-coached team. Um, <clears throat> so that was a tough game for them. But other than that, you know, they look good, man. AD's on a tear. Uh, LeBron didn't play well the first two games from a shooting perspective, but last night obviously was doing his thing. I mean, we knew this was going to happen, man. There's too much talent. They have the two best play- No one has a better one-two punch even close uh, in the entire league. So you knew that those guys are healthy, they're playing well. All you need is the two of them to play in the majority of the games together, and you're going to win most of those ball games. So I'm not surprised at all. I think they've looked good in the restart. I think watching Braun play some D for the first time since probably like 09 Miami, or I'm sorry, like 2011, 2012 Miami Braun. Um, it's good to see that. He's been locking good. up when he needs yeah. to. He looks spry, you know what I'm saying? And it looks like um, they've kind of realized, like, our best option is just having AD really handle the offensive load from a scoring perspective because you really can't do nothing Wait, with him. Like, so that's, you think that's by design. I think I think if you look at how AD's playing, look, bro, last night to, to lose that over, because I had them at 217, to lose that over, my man straight up hit a step-back fadeaway three off the bounce. Like, so he's playing like a guard out there. He's taking the shots. He's he going for guard. 40. He is a guard. And I think that that's, that's one of the most interesting things I've kind of seen from them. It's like LeBron has kind of said, okay, I'm, he's, been, he's been dishing all year, right? Leads the league and assists. But I feel like AD has really stepped up and kind of taken over that scoring load. And I'm pretty sure AD does lead them in points anyways throughout the regular season. So um, it's not new. But the last, obviously, those last three games, he's really exploded and kind of just been that true number one and this is what we're rocking with because you can't do nothing with them if he's hitting step back threes. What are you going to do? No, there is no, there is absolutely no answer for that. Let me pull up AD's line real quick last night. But yeah, he was going, he was going crazy last night. It's, (laughs) dude, it is funny because 
you know how you have like mental highlights of like how the game went and what's mm-hmm. going on with it. When I think about AD in the game last night, all I see is jumpers. Yeah. Like, I don't see a lot of going to the rack, flushing. I don't see a lot of easy putbacks. I don't see any of that. He's doing a lot of stuff on the perimeter, and it's impressive to see, dude, from a, yeah. from a guy that big. It, it, it's it's impressive. You can't say any more about AD. He had, what, 42 last night, I think. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's it's impressive. It's interesting to say that, yeah, like he's been there, there, there. I guess number one on the offensive end all year. LeBron goes crazy here and there, but I would, I, I, I it's never AD's team, but man, he, he impacts it the most currently on the defensive end and on the offensive end. I know LeBron's playing point guard and he, you know, runs the show, but. I would hate to see what the Lakers look like if AD has a very poor game. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, obviously, look, man, it, 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 like you said, it's not AD's team. It's always LeBron's team. AD might impact the team. LeBron influences the team, right? Everything they do, Ooh, like they, they, they go as far as LeBron's going to go, right? So AD on both ends, like you said, especially on the defensive end where he's been a monster. He's a defensive player of the year candidate, and he does so many things for them. But at the end of the day, you know, LeBron makes this thing go, and they're only going to go as far as LeBron James takes them because he will put them on his back. Uh, but with that being said, I don't know. I do know. I don't think LeBron has ever played. Well, here's a question for you. This version of AD, right, or the first two years of D-Wade, has the, what, what player was better? Is AD the best player LeBron's ever played with? So you're asking me as, but this is see, this it's, is the thing. The question, as far no, no, no. as fit goes, he is. But yeah, I'm saying just talent. You're you're asking me as Dwayne Wade, who's better, Dwayne Wade or Anthony Davis? And I'm never gonna, I can't say Anthony Davis yet. I'm talking about that point in their careers. Overall, Dwayne Wade has had a better career. He's a Hall of Famer, but at let, that point in his career, AD today, or like those first two years oh, of D Wade when, when so, he was peak D Wade. Still, right, not not right. not not San Antonio Spurs. I can't get a lift. I can't jump, you know, AD's, you know, not that, not that one. The peak D-Wade those first couple of years. 23-game win streak D-Wade. Yeah, it's, uh, I don't know, man. I, I, I don't know. It's, 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 I think you're splitting hairs very much. Um, but I think it looks, I think Anthony Davis is having a bigger impact than Dwayne Wade had those, mm-hmm. that, that first year. Because LeBron's a little older and doesn't have a problem taking taking you know as much load. LeBron's gonna delegate as much load as he can. That's the great thing about LeBron. Yeah. If LeBron was surrounded by a bunch of guys that he trusted and could delegate to, LeBron would literally score ten points. Yeah. He would score ten points. He'd have nineteen. He'd have nineteen assists, twelve rebounds, and just pick a spot. He just, just pick a spot. Yeah. And then if you and if those guys were you know, shine in the moment or coming down the stretch, they didn't want to deal with stuff, he would then pick up the slack, right? But in a dream world for LeBron, he's trying to delegate. He wants to give up responsibility. Um, so which is maybe why he's playing that way this year, right? Because maybe he never has felt that way before with this type of player, right? Maybe even with Dwayne Wade, whereas Dwayne Wade was a guard. LeBron, this this AD LeBron pick and roll, like that's that's a new, that's a new wrinkle for LeBron. He's never had a pick and roll partner as dynamic as AD, as good as AD. So maybe right. he is kind of sitting there saying, hey, 
And especially in this bubble, like, look, man, in this bubble, I need to preserve energy. We are on a championship push. The only thing that matters to me is the LOB, right? So I'm not worried about none of that other shit. So if it means I got to get AD going for eight straight games here in these warm-ups so that we go to the playoffs, he's going to be the best version of himself. I don't care. I don't need to give him 30. I can give him eight. Let's see your point. I can give him 18, 12, and 10 and still impact the game and get AD going. So I think maybe it's coming from LeBron, right, that decision to just say, hey, this is how we're going to play. All decisions for the Lakers come from LeBron. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> hey, Frank, Frank, Jason, this is how we're going to play. Yeah. Um, you know what yeah, I mean? Right. And this, this is, this right. is kind of what it is. So um, I think it's I think it's a, it's an interesting wrinkle. But at the end of the day, don't get it twisted. If he wants to go for 40, he can do it. If he wants to take over a game, right. he can still do it. We're not on some, like, LeBron has to slow down his game because he's no longer capable. It just right. might be the smart way to play right now. And I think it's great to watch. And it really gives them a problem because I don't know the player in the Western Conference that can handle AD at that level, right? Even if it was Bron, the Clippers could throw Kawhi Leonard and Paul George at him and give him a hard time. But there's no answer in the Western Conference for LeBron James. I know we love Jokic. I'm sorry for Anthony Davis. We well, love Jokic know. and all those guys, but Jokic doesn't want to see Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis comes 60. There's no bigs that want to see him. Gobert, imposter. No, well, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, low key. Uh, yes. I, I, before I, we're going to get into Jokic and those guys in Denver, and we'll talk about those performances last night. We'll get into that. But yeah, like I like we we're on the same page. Is uh, AD at the peak of his powers? Who would LeBron rather have, or who would you, who do you think is better? I mean, they're different guys. They're both. They were both insanely good, and they're they. They would win. They won when those guys, LeBron and Dwayne Wade, were playing like that in Miami. They were number one in the East. You add AD, they're number one in the West. So it's yeah. just it's the same story. Um, but like I said, it looks like Anthony Davis is going to have to score thirty-five to forty every night. From what I can tell, uh, for them to win the title, um or to even compete for the title, I should say. Um, so we'll see. It's it's going to be well, interesting when he has a bad game and and a lot of other a lot of other buckets and presents have to come from somewhere else. Well, because three through twelve on that roster is very shaky. Like they're good role play. Like don't Kyle Kuzma is not a championship number three. It's I like Dwight Howard in there as a role player. Give Dwight Howard if you can get eighteen to twenty minutes of good production from Dwight Howard, I'm fine with that. Yeah. But it gets real shaky with your KCPs. I know yeah, everybody loves Caruso of, and those guys. Those guys are not, you know. It's a big, it's a lot of mishmash of guys. There's a reason they grab Deion Waiters. They're like, hey, we need someone who's just going to go in there and not be scared. But I think he's part of the mishmash too, though. He is 100%. He is the definition of mishmash. You only reach for Deion <laughs> Waiters. He is, he is yeah. in case of emergency. You know, like right. little, little <laughs> break, the little fucking break, break glass. Yeah. In and case you, of reverse, yeah, you can put his ass right back in the glass. He's not doing his thing. But <laughs> there's a reason you go get right. a dude like that because he's just you know he's not going to be scared. Right, right, <laughs> right. Okay. Lakers are number one in the West. Yeah, we'll leave that there. Let's go over to the 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 best performances from last night. I mean, as we know, the the. The whole the whole slate starts at one o'clock now. So last night, yesterday afternoon, but there were some crazy performances yesterday all together. I want to focus on four. 
because as you know, I know you were watching that Nuggets uh, Thunder closely. I told y'all to stay away from that. Um, but you y'all y'all felt like y'all had to jump on the Thunder. Um, but so we had four massive performances last night, and I wanna I wanna let me know. Oh, and because we hit, we all had the over on uh. Fred Van Vliet, over 15 and a half points. He ended up putting up a career high. Easy, yeah, easiest, easiest money ever. Easiest money ever. He had scored 18 in the third. Um, like anytime you can get a guy under his scoring average, you really got to look at him. That was a whole two points under his scoring average. Yeah. Didn't make sense. Yeah, it was odd. It was odd. Um, but take a peek at these four guys. We got Fred Van Vliet, Nikola Jokic, TJ Warren, who's been going berserk, and Michael Porter Jr. Who do you got for your uh, your best performance of the day? Oh man, um, I mean we could go we could go through it one by one. Fred Van Vliet had thirty six five and four. They got the W on. He was eight of sixteen shooting, seven of twelve from the tray, thirteen of thirteen from the line. Jokic had a triple double on thirty twelve and ten. 10 of 21 from the floor, 0 of 5 from 3, 10 11 from the free throw line. TJ Warren, this is back to back games now. He's gone berserk. 34 11 and 4, 14 of 26, 1 of 6 from 3. And then Michael Porter Jr., a career high. Him and Fred Van Vliet had a career high, 37 12. On 12 of, Michael Porter Jr. scored 37 on 12 of 16, 4 of 6 from the tray, 9 of 9 from the line. Well, yeah, if he's healthy, we know he's got a lot of talent. The problem is he, that the health situation with him and his entire family is is terrifying if I'm a Denver Nuggets fan. So, yeah, you knew he's nice, though. Um, look, man, all respect to TJ Warren, man. I think he's been balling his ass off. Obviously, his last two games, 86 points, whatever it might be, he's really been balling. At this point, the Washington Wizards are like a glorified CYO team. I can't name four guys on that team. So it's really hard for me to say out of all those performances, especially when you got guys going against the Heat and the Thunder, for me to be like, oh, yeah, I'm going to give it to TJ Warren because he filled it up against the Wizards. Again, I, I, outside of Rui Hachimura, I actually cannot name a player <laughs> on that team. Okay. Um, so, fair, fair um, no, yeah, no joke. Um, so I'm going to have to go with Fred Van Vliet, man. Put the team on his back, though. Did his thing. Um, I has I, impressed me all year, I think. The Raptors, again, are going to be a, a tough out for anybody. You do not want to see them in a seven-game series. We've been saying that for a while now. They're well-coached. They got dogs. And guess what? They're not scared. This is not a team who looks in the mirror and says, we lost Kawhi Leonard. Like, they don't play that way. They they go hard on every game. They D up. And Van Vliet is a legit number two scorer. It's like, almost he's a like legit they number two scorer. They took what Kawhi left with them, and they learned from it, and they are just, like, took it in their off and running. Yeah, thank you. Cool. And Lowry, like, listen, man, Kyle Lowry, every year I think it's going to be over, and every year he, he seems like he gets better. People hate on him. People uh, hate he's him. a dog. Myself included. He, yeah. He's a ball player. He's a dog. Like, you want Kyle Lowry on your ball club. You know what I mean? Great leader. Um, Obviously, Siakam's doing his thing. But, yeah, I'm going to go with Fred Van Vliet, man. I, 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 like, I think he did great last night, obviously, or yesterday. We had the money on him, which makes it better performance. But to have a career high in the bubble against a playoff contending team or playoff team, yeah. They need to keep rolling. I think momentum will be very important for them. So that performance to me was huge because it keeps their momentum rolling, and they really need that. They're just a tough squad. They're a good team. They're just a good team, bro. It's like they're just <clears throat> tough, man. 
Um, and it's not like it, it seems like it's something that like, yeah, we're just waiting for the other shoe to drop. It's like, no, I, I really would not want to see them in a playoff series. They are the defending champs. I agree. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Just so you can get another look at it. Who you got? Now, look. I agree with you wholeheartedly on TJ Warren. Now, mind you, he has had 87 points in his last two games on 34 of 55 shooting, (laughs) 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 which is crazy. 61 for almost 62% from the floor. Um, But I'm going to have to go with uh, Michael Porter Jr. And I'll, I'll be honest. Jokic kind of gets downgraded here because he kind of does this all the time. Like the, 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 the best performance from last night, it's almost like it's one of those things where you expect him to go crazy. And and he did it last night again. Mm -hmm. Um, the point center and he was bullying Steven Adams. I thought, I thought Steven Adams was supposed to be this big, strong Australian motherfucker. And Jokic was killing him. Well, once again, getting in shape makes a difference. Like, Slim Joker has been a problem in the bubble. Get in shape. Like, remember he showed up to the season way out of shape. He was giving, like, 14 and 8, and everybody's like, what's wrong with Joker? It's like he didn't fucking work out all summer. <laughs> showed up showed up to the right. National Basketball Association like, hey, y'all ready? Like, you can't right. do that. You know what I'm right. saying? Right. So you look at Slim Joker out there. He looks nimble out there. He's lean. He's moving well on his feet. Way better foot speed than he normally has. You know, if you want to knock on him, he's kind of slow and whatever. But, like, he looks lean and, like, he's moving around and the team is going off what he's doing. And, like, again, man, like, these guys get in shape. It makes a difference. Yeah, Stephen Adams is stronger and all that stuff. But if you're in shape, you can you can bully him down there. So, yeah, I, I, I'm impressed by what I've seen by Jokic in the bubble, of course, definitely. I, yeah, I think that if he can stay in shape, which in the bubble you don't really have a choice, um, that, that's going to be a problematic team. Still can't play deep. Absolutely. I mean, and he lose. They, they're still down three starters. Jokic comes out and just per- performs over and over. Right. Yeah. So sure. I'm gonna I, I'm gonna go with Michael Porter Jr. Just because for to have three to have three starters out and to play a team that's battling like the Thunder are um, in the West. The West is so stacked, but they're trying to you know hold on to their playoff position. They're going to get in, but they're they're. Uh, they're still trying to play good ball to go in, led by Chris Paul. He always keeps them going. Um, to have 37 points when you're down, when, when you know you're going to have to step up because they're down three starters, for you to have 37 points on a career high, 12 rebounds on 12 of 16? Yeah. You want to talk about being efficient. Four of six from the tray. Michael Porter Jr., the best performance from yesterday. Buckets galore. Um, and I like this Monte, this Monte Morris character they got. Yeah, he's decent. They got <laughs> <laughs> they find some they find some guards, man. Between Murray, uh, Morris, uh, what's my man? Uh, come on, my man. Uh, uh, who am I blanking on? Gary Harris. Gary Harris. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They got some. They got some guys. State, shout out. <clears throat> yep. Um, Spartan. Spartan. But uh, we were talking to, to just to stay on to stay on these four guys. I know we were talking about uh, we had bounced around some stuff in the group chat. We were talking about Zach Levine for Fred Van Vliet straight up. And as a Bulls fan, would you- I, thought, I thought it was? Uh, didn't we even go further? Donovan Mitchell. I said, oh, yo. <laughs> 
we could talk about Donovan Mitchell a whole another time, but I yeah. think that's the most overrated player in basketball by far. Uh, I mean, I'm not calling so, him bad. No, but. not calling him bad. Not calling him any of that. Um, good young player. He gets a lot of gasoline, and it's not warranted for me. No, I think he's a very inefficient chucker. But yeah, yes, that's yeah, a very inefficient chucker <laughs> is right. Um, but would I would I give up Zach Levine for Fred VanVleet? Yes. Really? Yeah, I think I would have to. I don't know what kind of this is now. This is the other thing. Fred Van Vliet might be commanding thirty M's. Yeah, Fred, Fred Van Vliet's gonna get paid. <laughs> yeah, Fred Van gonna get paid. No, Van Vliet might be asking for like thirty-two per. Listen, man, Rockford needs a new post office. Fred Van Vliet needs every dollar uh, he can get. Dog, he he's like, like, I need, I need my bread. He I might be think, asking for the bread. Well, when I think with him, man, like, yeah, if you look at it, so I think he's what twenty-six years old. Like, first off, he's already shown he can deliver in a playoff series in an NBA Finals. Like, he could be a key player, a top three or four player on your team in an NBA finals, right? So if you're a contender and you're looking for another, for like that last piece, absolutely Fred Van Vliet can kind of be that guy. Now, if you're a shitty team, he goes like Charlotte. I don't really know what you're going to expect with Van Vliet, but, um, you know, so I, I, I think he's a gamer, man. Like you've got, again, there is something for guys who aren't scared. There's so many talented players in the league that you look at like, man, that guy can put it together. He does so many things, but then they end up like a Jeff Green where it's just like, this guy's scared. You know what I mean? He doesn't have it. Those dudes like Van Vliet, like, if you, again, if you're a contender, man, that's the type of dude you want on your squad, man. He's ready. He's ready to go. He gets better every year. Look at his scoring average. I think he went from eight points to 11 points to up to 18 this year. Obviously stepped up in the moment when Kawhi left um, to kind of be that number two player. Like, yeah, I would have no problem giving Fred Van Vliet the bag. There's worse players. Otto Porter Jr. is making $30 million. So if that's no, our baseline. <laughs> and he, he opted in in 2016. So no, if, that's our, if that's our baseline, then yeah. That's, that's you, the going rate. When you sent me that picture, I was cracking up. <laughs> in the, in the, I, hold on. I got it. I got to load that up for everybody <laughs> to see. This is – so quick story. I saw Otto Porter Jr. in, in Vegas. And – I told I hit Nick right as, as soon as I saw him, and I was like, "This guy Otto Porter just oozes money. Like <laughs> you could just tell that he's cashed out, caked up, and you could almost feel that you could almost feel the vibe that he's robbing people blind and he doesn't deserve it. <laughs> he's okay with like, it, yeah. And he's and he's like good with it. You know what I'm saying? This right. is the picture that Nick sent me. We were laughing about it, and I ended up tweeting it out. But yeah, check this out. This is Otto. Look at Otto, bro. Look Just at Otto, dog. Big chilling. Otto, I tweeted Otto robbing the Bulls blind and reminded him every chance he gets. Absolute he's, robbery. He's got the OP chain. He's in the infinity. <laughs> he's in the infinity pool on the on the on the pink the pink floaty with the pink shorts, the Cartier frames. He's just clowning. Big chilling, bro. Like just Big chilling. Uh, maybe I'll play next year. Maybe I won't. But what I will do is opt in. I will opt in, <laughs> and I will collect this check. Yes, I've already faxed into, into Reinsdorf. Yes, I'm opting in next year. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Checking account is still the same. Routing is still the same. I need that. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah. And that's what makes the TJ Ward thing even funnier, because I think the, the the Pacers got him for, like, cash considerations and, like, a protected second-round pick. <laughs> yeah. They were paying him, like, $7 million. <laughs> I know uh, – I know guys like TJ Warren are like, man, 
Forget about the regular NBA. Keep me in the bubble, bro. We could do this all year. Oop. What? Uh, you get some of these dudes away from the distractions of life. Like Melo. I've been telling you that day, Melo. You get Melo away from the distractions of life. Melo, just let him hoop. He's good. <laughs> some of these dudes, you got to get them away from that shit. Just focus on who. Like TJ Warren, all you have to do is play basketball. You know what I mean? All you got to do good. is play ball. Just put some of these dudes in the bubble there. That's That, that might be the best thing they need. It's like I college. Saw, I saw you tweet, too, that who's who's braiding Kawhi's hair in the bubble. I, I need to know. Yo, because TJ shit was slick, too. Yeah, I need to know because I know they got the barber shop, and are those dudes braiding hair too, or they have a hair braider on deck? Who braiding hair in the bubble, man? I think Kawhi wasn't coming unless he had a hair braider. And I, I should hit my boy Nick DePaula and have NBA Bubble Life get on. We, need, we need to find out. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to Paul on that the Bubble Life yeah, shit too. Yeah, man. Yeah, I didn't realize yeah. he was behind that until I saw yeah. they uh, they revealed it. But that's dope. Yeah, he didn't even tell us we were. Uh, I'm pretty sure it came up in the group chat before, like, I guess they had said that they were behind it. And he was like, yeah, that's a cool page, huh? Like, some shit like that. I got to have, I got to get the Paula back on the, the pod and we'll talk some sneakers and yeah, shit. Yeah, ask him about uh, who's brain hair over there. I need to know. Yeah, we got to find that out. We got to get consistent work. Because <laughs> Kawhi gets his shit braided daily. Yeah, Kawhi should. He, he never has a loose strand ever. Yeah, man. <laughs> Kawhi, just, that's probably Kawhi's peaceful place. Yeah. 100%. Chills gets his hair Chills gets his hair braided. Just try to close the noise out. Nothing. <laughs> super quiet over here. Fun guy. Yeah, I'm a fun guy. Fun guy. <laughs> 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 that shit will never not be funny, bro. <laughs> that's, the, that's the funniest shit ever. Oh, man. Uh, shut up. Um, but let's talk. Um, I kind of got a little off course. I wanted to talk about that earlier, but I also wanted to get into the the playoff performances um, or, or, or the best performances from last night. Let's go back and talk about the eighth seed and the play-in format. What are your thoughts on this? And to give everybody listening, if you don't know, the play-in. So the NBA announced that for the eighth seed, if the nine seed finishes inside of four games they then have a play-in for the eighth seed and the play-in would consist of the eight plays the nine and the nine seed would have to beat the eight seed twice to then knock them out of the playoffs and the eight seed only has to beat the nine seed once so so it's essentially a best of three because well, no, not, I guess it's, it's not it's, really. Because if they go one one, it's over with. So if you, a, so if the nine best, seed wins game one and the eight seed wins game two, the eight seed wins. It's a best of three for the nine seed. Yeah, and it's a win and a double, you're in. Win, yeah, win you're one in. and you're in for the eight. What are your thoughts on that play? In I think it really, really. If I'm a Memphis Grizzlies fan, I am livid at some shit like that. Because yeah, for what? It, yeah, but if I'm a Blazers fan, I'm saying I never had an opportunity to get into the playoffs. Why not? Because of COVID. How else are they going to get in the playoffs? By just outright winning the eight yeah. games? Yes. Why, why, would they, why would that change? You get 82 games. We're getting ready to play 82. And wherever you fall on the 82-game schedule, the, a play-in for it might, what? It might be a mute point because – I don't know if Memphis is going to win a game the way they're going, but um, uh, that's I don't, harsh. That's harsh. Because, <laughs> that's harsh because they haven't been playing very bad. 
I don't uh I actually don't mind it. I mean, I I don't like that format, but I don't have a problem with the theory. I don't I don't I don't if I'm Memphis, I'm not like, man, I'm getting robbed right now, you know, while I'm sitting at 32 and 36. How could you <laughs> You know, what I mean, like yeah, I mean, I just like you know what I mean? They're 32 and 36. It's because like, they're 32 and 36. That's why you can yeah, say that. Yeah, exactly. Like 100%. If they were like, if they were like 38 and 32, I'd be like, okay, you got a positive record. But Shiva, a winning ball club at this point in time. Like, yeah, I, I like that. I really like it. It has some intrigue. The league has to spice it up as much as they can. I would have liked to just see a straight up three game series, though. I don't like this. I don't like that Portland can win game one and then lose game two and they don't get to redo, they don't get a rebuttal. You know what I mean? Like, that's. That's part like of being that. the nine. You should be what? You should be happy you even have a chance to do anything. But I guess they're 30 and 38, so they can't complain either. So, right. you know yeah. Um, so, I don't mind it, man. I'm not against it at all. Okay, let me ask you this. <clears throat> uh, who who do you want to see? Because they're going to Mem- play the Lakers. Mem- Memphis. Yeah? You'd want to yeah. see Memphis? Yeah, I'd like to see Ja in the playoffs. I mean, it's a bloodbath either way. I mean, I guess you might <laughs> have – Portland might be able to steal one, but, you know – and it's Who fun to LA? see, yeah. And it's fun to see Dame and all that. And obviously, he's a superstar. But Dame's had his time, you know. The Blazers. It was fun last year with the game winner and all that. But let's not forget they got swept by the Pelicans the year before. So you know, let's see somebody else get in there. And I'm never forgiven for getting swept by the Pelicans. I bring it up all the time. But yeah. um, so yeah, right at the ship a little bit with the next year with you know getting a little deeper. But we got yeah, swept by the Pelicans, the boogieless Pelicans too. And they got um, swept again, but yeah. It, did, so, it felt like it was okay because it was the Warriors and they got an extra round. They got a, they got a round deeper. It's not okay, but, but um, <laughs> so yeah, I, I think that uh, I would like to see Memphis in there. I like Memphis's young team, and I think this bubbles kind. Of, and I think it was Edder that said the bubble's going to be tough for a team that young and experienced to kind of go into, especially without the veteran leadership. Because I guess they did have a veteran leader, but he decided he didn't want to play for them, and he got traded to Miami. But um, <laughs> Shout out Andre Gudala, Vince Carter, Vince Carter like. Um so yeah, I'd rather see Memphis, man. I like Triple J. I like Ja. I want to see what he can do. And Ja's a gamer, man. I want to see what he brings to the playoffs. I don't think he would be scared against LeBron. I think that that would make it fun to watch. Because either way, LA's first round series of Bloodbath. So I'd rather have that entry. Yeah, I uh I mean I like the Grizzlies. I like John Morant, rookie of the year, no doubt. Um I I would want to see the Pelicans. I think there's more storylines. There's more stuff to talk about. I think I would like to see Zion, even if he his his quality of game wouldn't be as good as Jaws, because I don't think it would be. I think it would be interesting to see him in a whole seven game. I think this weight thing is a real problem. I think. Yeah. I think it's getting. Saturday was. If I am on television, I am killing him for this. Yes. What have you been doing? And it's not. It's, and they started to yesterday. Someone said yesterday, it's like, hey, uh, or maybe I was on NBA radio, but they're like, the, the time for the excuse for this is over. Yeah, man. Like you just had the last four months to fucking figure out how you want to eat, get a dietitian, whatever it is. Like we're not. And like I, I get he's a kid, but like let's not make that excuse. He's a professional basketball player. He has the resources to eat healthy. Again, he's not eating chicken and rice like you and I would be if we were trying to go on a diet. Like he's getting that prepared. It's gonna taste good. It's a will thing. Right, that's and that's worrisome. It's very worrisome because Saturday he looked like he had zero business being on an NBA floor. 
He looked a little better last night. Yeah. I will say that. Um, it's a shame that he has to come in and then get ready to go and, and, and like almost like you say, like Ben Roethlisberger plays his way into shape. Yeah. It's he's using these last couple games. He should, you're trying to push for the playoffs. You should be, you should have showed up locked well, and so ready who, to go. What was he doing during their quarantine? That's what I mean. Yeah. So the weight thing is a big problem. I, um, like that's late. That's that late night eating. Like you can tell that it, I can. I could just picture his lifestyle in New Orleans, bro. Like late night eating, eating whatever the fuck. I'm getting two burgers. You know what I'm saying? I'm getting the double two steaks, tomahawks, right. like, and just not. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And just you know how it goes, bro. It's just wilding out. Yeah, like it's the same thing we we're talking about. Like when Embiid was eating, was uh, like Embiid would order like fucking you know twenty tacos to his room and shit like that. Like these dudes, like I just don't get. When you see time and time again that physical fitness makes you a better basketball player, and you're going to get some of these dudes like that look great and clearly take it seriously. You know, I was looking at Dwight Howard last night. I'm like, this dude is 35. He looks like a freaking sculpture. You know what I'm saying? Like these, yeah. they take. Why do you think he's playing until he's 35? LeBron. Because he takes LeBron. They take care of themselves, right? And then you look at Zion on Saturday when he jagged that layup when we were watching that. Smoked it. Yeah, I, I couldn't believe it. This is yeah. a guy with a 42 inch vertical. Yeah. And he literally could not get a rise, not to dunk, to lay the ball up. Yeah. He, so, off the off the he should never hit the under of the rim, bro. Yeah. He should never hit the bottom of the rim. The lift isn't there. The explosiveness is not there. Like it you see it in his like, body. Like he has. He's just is he's just too heavy. That's yeah, all. He's just, and he looks noticeably heavier than he was at Duke. Oh yeah, no like, question. Noticeably heavier. And everybody like, was like, is he gonna lean up when he gets a league? He's probably put on 25 or 30 pounds. In the in the face. In everything, he looks yeah. a lot. Look at his he, legs. I mean, go, yeah, man. He he's a big, big boy. He's a big, big guy. So, um, um, yeah, he he uh, if he he can he needs to drop thirty pounds. Simple as that. Go I, get go get thirty pounds lighter, and your game and your he won't lose the strength and the bully and the drive and the mental edge that he plays with. He's just going to be in a tip-top shape. He's still going to be a big guy. Yeah. He'll never be skinny. Yeah. Yeah, but like it, it, someone said last night, Zion walks like he's dragging his mattress into the living room. Yes. I, <laughs> <laughs> I saw that. You tweeted that. Yeah, I was weak. It's true. But like it's funny, but it's not because like that it's is true. very, very, very concerning. And he's not just like out of shape. He's way out of, shape. out of shape. And I was wondering when we came to the bubble while they're like, Zion's on a minute for six. I'm like, for what? There's no way he's still nursing that injury from right. the beginning of the year. Like we've had literally four months, and then you see him, and it's like, oh, that's why that's he's why. on a minute that's restriction. Why. Yeah, yeah, that's why he's on a minute that's restriction because he can't play the minutes. Yeah, he can't. <laughs> We're not trying to stop him from getting hurt. He cannot play 32 minutes right. a night. Yeah. It's too much. He can't get up and down the court. So, like uh, Terry said, he's a half court player. Yeah, that's a problem for a team that likes to run up and down the court. So, yeah, you got to figure it out, man. Especially like with Zoe throwing outlets like he Zoe, does. I told you. I'm, hey, I'm on Zoe Island until no one else is. Yeah, I'm I, I, saw, I, saw, uh, I saw your tweets, and that's actually a perfect segue into uh, the next segment. I had to go. We've been pretty active on Twitter. So I had to go get uh, – I had to go get some of our Twitter takes, and I want to break them down. Uh, I don't have that Zoe one in there, but, like, for example, Quick tweeted out that I'm rocking with Zoe till I can't rock with him anymore, essentially. Never give up on too many rare skills. Too many rare skills. Yeah, so, rare. So I got a, I got a couple other tweets 
and we'll kick it off with. Well, I'm gonna give. Uh, I'm gonna drop one for quick. That quick tweeted. I'm gonna drop one that I tweeted, and we'll talk about it. And then for everybody that's not watching on video, I'll read them out loud for you guys. Um, quick, break down this Twitter take for me. Oh God. Jay Crowder has been fooling teams into thinking he's a good three and D player for a solid five years. Hasn't shot above 33% from three since 2006, but every year at the deadline, someone trades for him. SMH. Every year. Talk to me. All right, let's, let's run it back like this. Boston, Boston, Cleveland, Utah, yeah. Memphis, Miami, right? Every yeah. year a contender makes a deal for, for uh, Jay Crowder. I think what happened, and I really think it happened when he was in Dallas. When he was in Dallas, he had a couple good years where he shot the ball. Or maybe it was Boston. Let's see. Yeah, One year in Boston, he shot 40% on four and a half attempts. Since then, 32%, 32%, 31%, 33%, 32%, 29%. Yet somehow, he is always lauded as that 3 and D player that you need for the playoff push. He's a multi-positional defender. And he can knock down shots and stretch the floor for you. But isn't he? Let me. No, listen. no. This is where the flaw in your take is. Give me your opinion. Jay Crowder moment. This. <laughs> what team has he made better? Listen. Well, how are you a three and D guy this if you is, shoot thirty one percent? This is the flaw in your argument. It's for like me. saying that Russell Wilson, Russell Westbrook is a marksman. <laughs> this is this is the flaw in your argument for me. I don't think that. People are trading for him. He's a big throw-in piece a lot of the time. He's never the he's never the focal point of the deal. Like, let me go get Jay Crowder. It's always Jay Crowder in a mash with a whole bunch of other players. Right. You know like, what I'm you saying? Not, for sure. But when you get him, it's like, oh, and we get Jay Crowder, who's a three and D guy. So, like, you know how they give the rundown of the trade? It'll be like Andre Gundala. It'll be like said, you said Jay's a sweetener, but he's not a sweetener. He's not a sweetener, exactly. It's like, oh, it's like you, you don't mention him like the, the other shit players that you get at the bottom. It's like, oh, we get Jay Crowder, who's a 3 and D guy. And I get it. He plays 30 minutes a night. Like, he will give you minutes. He's available to do that. He looks the part. You know, he stays in shape. Good for him. But he's a, 30, he's, a 30, he's a 31% three-point shooter. Maybe he's an okay defender. I don't, I don't watch Jay Crowder and see some lockdown defender. I think sometimes there's so many dudes in the league who just don't play D that when you see a guy who actually gets down the stands and puts his hands <laughs> yeah, up, we call that, him a defender. <laughs> yeah, that's so true. Yeah, You know what I mean? It's like, it's like no, actually, defender. Like, Drew Holiday is a defender. If he puts any type of effort in, then he's a defender. Marcus Smart is a defender. Those guys yeah. play defense. They, they actually Butler. make it – Jimmy Butler, if, you don't, if you're an Simmons. offensive player – I've never heard somebody be like, man, you know what? I got to go up against Crowder tonight. I'm swimming for a long one. You know what I mean? <laughs> Jay, Jay really made me work for that 26 last night. Like, it never happens. Things that have never been said. Yeah. So, and again, and you add the three part and part of it. The bigger thing is the three part. You really think you're stretching the floor with Jay Crowder. And I want you to understand that in 45 games this year for the Memphis Grizzlies, before he was traded to the Miami Heat, for 45 games for the Memphis Grizzlies in 29.4 minutes, he was shooting 29.8% from the three, and 37% from the field. Do you know how hard it is to shoot 37% from the field and still get 29 minutes a night? Do, do you know how hard that is? Thirty. That's your average. So a good game for you is 8 for 20. That's like, oh, Jay, Jay was, that's actually 40%. That was, he, was, he was on tonight. 
<laughs> I, I don't want to hear it, man. Like, I get it. I'm sure he's a great teammate. I'm sure he's a nice kid. I'm sure all of those things, but he is not a three and D guy. Stop fooling yourself. Jay Crowder, a grown man, though. Uh, great, wonderful. He's 29. Yeah, okay. great. But I'm just, you know what I mean. I'm sure he's a nice guy. Stop it. He's not a three and D player. You'll hear, you'll, you'll hear it the next time you hear him play. They're, they will call him a three and D player. The guy has not shot above 35% in seven, seven years. <laughs> hey, I, I, th- I, he, he skates by. I mean, yeah, I, I think it's an interesting point, and I think you backed it up with the numbers. So, but I, I think I don't think there is, there's no, there's no valid point to that. He's always traded for. He's a throw-in in the trade. But teams want him because they think they are teams, getting something teams that take he's him not. as a sweetener. You don't you don't play a sweetener thirty minutes when you get him, dude. I mean, he consistently yeah. plays thirty minutes a night, bro. Like it's not yeah, like we got him and threw added him to the rotation as like the eighth man. Thirty minutes is a starter. He starts. He started every game. He's been in the league since two thousand twelve. Yeah, you're right. You're Myth. right. He's a Ooh. mythical. Shout out, <laughs> shout out his agent. Shout out him, man. Like, no, yeah, shout, hey, all power to him. He will, and he'll be in the league for the next ten years doing this. Tapper. Jay Crowder from Nick the Quick Capper. If you had to guess how much money Jay Crowder has made in the NBA, what would you say? Seventy-four million. Sixty-three million. God bless America. God bless America. Only in America. <laughs> Only in America. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move over to the second Twitter take. This is mine. Um, I'm gonna break this down for y'all. And I quote: "I'm so sick of the is that play reviewable." <laughs> Everything should be reviewable. We have we got the tape. Go look at it. Hashtag Celtics Blazers. I'm watching Celtics Blazers. I'm watching Celtics Blazers. And they had that huge backcourt call where Tatum's running up the floor. He kicks it to, to Hayward, I believe. And there was a question, is it was backcourt or not? And if it was reviewable, it was a big possession late in the game. Look, man, scrap the whole, if, is it reviewable? If there's a big sequence in the game and something happens and it's suspect, go look at the tape. Go walk over to the, the scores table and look at the tape. We have the tape. We have 40 different angles of the tape. This is a big play in the game. People are gambling on this and have a lot of money at stake. There's playoff spots. There's playoff seating. There's all types of shit going on. And I'm not saying this because I had the Celtics. I was just watching the game, and I'm so tired. You know what I'm saying? Let me. I had to clear gotta, my name gotta, real quick. got to add that on there. <laughs> let, me, <laughs> let me clear my name. But, yeah, I didn't have the Celtics. I didn't have anything like that. But I'm sick of hearing, of, is it reviewable? And and nobody ever knows. Yeah. Like, is it reviewable? Like, uh, I don't. I don't know. Yo, if it's a questionable play, it should be reviewable, and that's it, man. Especially in big spots like the end of the fourth, whatever it is. If you think, if you, if you feel like, and I think I know they're trying to do that with the coaches' challenges, but then it's then it, there's is that challengeable? Can you do it? Like, bro, everything should be challengeable. Everything should be reviewable. Go look at the tape. We have it. I, I'm tired of hearing that. I, if I hear, is this reviewable one more time in a major major moment? For teams that are trying to scrap for the playoffs, like Portland, it's it, it drives me nuts. 
Yeah, no, uh, I definitely agree. I think the most important thing you said is especially in crucial moments. So you can look at one thing that the NFL did when they made all scoring plays reviewable, all turnovers reviewable, inside two minutes uh, booth review. Like you just have this automatic shit that's supposed to take out that human error. And obviously it hasn't been perfect in the NFL, but those crucial moments, they try to leave those up to no doubt. So I really do think like that play, I know the exact play you were talking about. Um, when I first saw it, I was like, what is Hayward doing? But um, when they showed it again, they were both backcourt. They're both backcourt. Back so, yeah, I don't know what the rule is. It was extremely um, close. It was yeah, a stupid it was play. Court. It was a stupid play from a player like Hayward. But, yeah. um, you know. Well, well, what's he supposed to do? He He's just catching the ball. Was I mean, Tatum, 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 that's what I mean. Tatum, right. stupid player, play from Tatum to throw that ball. Um, but at a huge moment like that, like, yeah, you got to get that call, right? Is this reviewable? Um, yeah. Like, bro, and, Review and, it. And, and, and then the, like the messed up part about it is, is it reviewable? And literally everybody at home is watching, like reviewing it. Yeah. And we're sitting there looking at like, yeah, I mean, I'm reviewing so not, it right it, now. So it's not even a time thing. Cause they're yeah. sitting there talking like, walk, about it. Walk yeah. your ass over there and go look like hundred percent. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Not too, not, not, not even too much on that, but hundred percent agree. Yeah, man. So go, go look at the tape. Simple. Go watch the tape. Um. Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go back to back because a quick's last tweet is funny, and I want to get his take on that. But it's not really I lined up like, with the. I feel like I know what it is. <laughs> and I'm ready. Um. All right. Here's my uh, my second tweet. I'm gonna break it down. If you have the confidence in yourself that Jordan Clarkson has, you will win at life. Let me repeat that. If you have the confidence in yourself that Jordan Clarkson has, you will win at life. Absolutely no doubt about it. Straight like that. Jordan Clarkson. Now, let me, let me be, let me clear up because I know you were at my head because I put Jordan Clarkson and campaign in the same sentence. One can actually play the game of basketball. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I know I know you were you were bad. Hold on. Since we since we <laughs> brought up the best secrets I've ever seen of, of like ever. Hold this sums up the campaign up, experience. Since we brought up campaign, here's a here's a 30 second clip of campaign. For the final shots of the third quarter. A third quarter where they have gone in front. What is their lead going to be? Payne almost lost his balance off all those crossovers. <laughs> he said he said Payne almost lost his balance off all them crossovers. <laughs> what is he doing? Oh my god. <laughs> I gotta run that for the final shots of the third quarter. A third Yo, what is he doing? Gone in front. What is their lead going to be? Payne almost lost his balance off all those crossovers. <laughs> <laughs> They laughed at bro, him. They, is, laughed, they laughed at him on the telecast, bro. Easily one of the worst possessions I think I've ever seen. Nah, like that, just, that, that was just brutal. Him and him and he, he crossed himself over. And then I tweeted after that, after I saw that clip, I said, Campaign and Jordan Clarkson have the same psychologist. Like someone yeah. is telling like these guys, <laughs> yo, and I love it. Confidence, you need it out here. You need to be that way. You need to have that attitude. I just don't want you on my team. Like, that's it. Like, just well, I, I, don't bring that shit to my squad. Jordan Clarkson just hasn't been playing well because there's yeah. times where he's playing well. And yeah. He's a contributor, and he gives good minutes. And that's but, his role. Like, that's his, like, his job in life. So like, last night, to your point, Jordan Clarkson went two for 13, one for nine from three. And every time, <laughs> and every time he touched the ball, he let it fly. But that and, is what he is here for. Right. 
And they know that, right? And the, the unfortunate thing with them is that Utah, like, really needs him. So when he is playing like that, they have no choice but to keep him in. Um, but we've talked about guys like this before. Some of these guys, we just talked about with Waiters. Some of these guys, like, look, man, that's what you do, bro. We, we're not going to change you from who you are. Right. See ball, shoot ball. That's their job, right? And when it's on, and when it's on, you're great. Um, and when it's off, you know, it is what it is. So, like, last night was obviously off for him. But like you said, he's got a ton of confidence. But the difference between him and Payne is, like, you wouldn't want Clarkson on your team in that role. There is no situation in which you want campaign on your team. We have seen this. We've seen this in the association. We saw him struggle in the summer league a couple of years ago. So th- there's just no reason he should be in the league. I don't know who he's fooling. I said it the other day on Twitter, in a world full of point guards, I don't understand how campaign keeps getting employed. Because yeah, you can literally go find a point. You can find Caruso's off the trees, Shake Milton. You can find all these guys. There's a point guard somewhere in America ready to play in the NBA. Shake. You know what I'm saying? It yeah. doesn't have to be campaign. We- we've seen enough. I don't even know what I don't know what the redeeming quality is. It's not like he has great athleticism. It's not like he has great size. It's got, not like yo, he has great vision. He was killing people in the G League, though. That's fine. Great. Keep his ass down there, man. <laughs> he got a two-year deal, bro. Yeah, that's crazy. I don't understand how that man got another contract, bro. Like yeah, I've seen it enough. Makes no sense to it me. makes there's not a redeem. He was so bad on the Bulls. Oh, he, he's so bad. He was bro. so bad on the Bulls. Yeah, he's bad. He's bad. He's bad. All right. He was so bad in the Bulls that year that we that we that win the playoffs against Boston and we had no point guards. He was inactive. Yeah, we yes. I mean, he was terrible for us. They, they didn't even activate him when we didn't have point guards on the roster. They were like, "No, we're we're fine. We're we're just gonna rock this." Uh, we had, I don't even know who it was. We had Shaq playing. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna ride out Shaq Harrison. Shaq Harrison playing. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was bad. It was bad. All right. Last tweet from Big Nick to Quick. This guy. Ooh, that's not what I thought you were coming with. (laughs) And I quote, Golik is really milking this ESPN exit. Bro. Mike Golik from uh, Golik in the morning, Golik and Wingo, Mike and Mike, finally retired from ESPN. I don't know if he was forced out or left or whatever, but. Forced out. He is milking. He's milking his last days quick. He's just milking them, man. I've seen uh, his whole family on set, which I get. Like your last show, bring your family up. It's right. a family experience. Obviously, that's something he's done. But I've seen him on Twitter talking about it. Still, like yesterday, I saw him on a tweet. He's like, oh, my first day not going to work. It really makes me. I'm like, just shut the fuck up, dude. And all these people, <laughs> all these people hopping on Twitter talking about how much, like, look, I don't know about you. Mike Golick has not been a part of my life for the past 20-something years. Yeah. I can't stand Mike Golick. I think the best thing that ever happened to Mike Greenberg was getting away from Mike Golick because we've really seen how good Green is. Green's become one of my favorite people on ESPN, an absolute awesome host. Um, and I just think Golick is a cornball, a clown, oh, has Golick trash opinions. Work. Like yeah. it's just, it's just fluff. It's bullshit. It's I no think, good analysis. Like he's just, yeah. he, and, and it's just. I don't need to see like weeks of how Mike Golick's been the greatest and him talking about on Twitter how he's feeling and retweeting all this it's just he's really milking this espn x and just go I, think, away, man. I think a lot of the uh the last listen i haven't listened to much of him with wingo but i know that i used to listen to him just because there was really no other option when he was on with greenberg and he would have some of the most outlandish takes on a morning show that i would hear <laughs> he was so off base with so many things that I legit, as much as I like Greenberg, because, you know, he's a Northwestern guy and he 
I liked Greenberg, but yeah. this guy Golik was so brutal. Um, but listen, we're not everybody, and every it seems like a lot of people enjoyed his time. But either way, if he's the, if he was the greatest morning guy ever, and I liked him, I kind of agree with you. He he's milking this really milking it all the way, and all the way, yeah, just just milking it. I mean, I haven't really listened to his son either. Maybe he's a little bit better, but I don't know, man. I mean, I don't, his son know. is all right. I like. His like son. Is he all right? Is he okay? He's he's, uh, he's, he's a younger guy. He knows and, what he's talking about. He's got good energy. I like Golik Jr. and he's gonna do it with Shanae, right? So like he's, I think it's Mike Golik and Shanae. I cannot. I'm not even gonna attempt to pronounce her last yeah. name. Oh. Um, Ogumoke, I think. Ogum- Ogumoke, yeah. Like I, think I didn't realize her and her sister were number one picks in the in the draft and play on the same team. It's pretty yeah. dope. But um, yeah, I think you know. Hey, look, they need to shake it up. I think it's cool they shook it up. We could talk about that real quick. Just they kind of shook up their little radio thing. They got Jay Williams coming on with his show now. Uh, Isn't it Jay Williams and Keyshawn though? Jay Williams and Keyshawn. I can't stand Keyshawn, no. bro. I will. I won't listen to a minute of that. Can I tell you why I can't? Hey, I've I've hated Keyshawn since 1996, and he was ineligible to play in the Rose Bowl against Northwestern, and he murdered Northwestern, and Northwestern got that Rose Bowl win. You said that was it. That was it for me, man. You I never liked him. I thought, he, I thought he was. I thought he was a punk when he was a player. Like, and it's very like rare for me to like kill a player like that because I think like I hey, get your money, get your catches, do all that. Yeah. He thought he was way better than he was. Yeah, I agree. And yeah, I don't, I don't love his takes either. I actually don't love Jay Will's takes either. I, um, I don't, I don't yeah. like Jay Will's he, takes either. Yeah, right. he's very, he's very trash. Um, I should just give Marcus Spears a show. Yeah, he's two great. hours. He's great. Marcus Spears is great. You, you actually give Greeny and Spears a radio show. I think if you did Greenberg and Spears on the radio show, you could give me three hours, and I, I'm, hey, I'm like this. I'm in. You just had Greenberg <laughs> just throw Spears right through my veins. Yeah. All day. They're great together, man. Yeah. Like, what's up, G? <laughs> <laughs> what's up, G? Yeah, yeah G, look, let me tell you. Well, and I think he keeps it real, man. Like, he represents himself well, but still keeps it real. You know what I'm saying? I think that that's, that's kind of what it's all about. So, yeah. Um, but, yeah, Golik just really milking this thing. I thought you were going to pull the Polian tweet. Oh, I should have. <laughs> I thought you were going to pull the Polian tweet. You were so <laughs> dead on with, uh, with the Polian tweet. Um, what go ahead, tell the people what you said on the bill. Never, yeah, let me uh pull it up right now. Essentially, Bill Paul said was saying that you know, yeah, he was talking draft stock. He, and people. He, was, he was talking about Joe Burrow and he said that Joe Burrow is going to struggle this year. He had said the same thing about Tyron Matthew, and and we're supposed to just what I tweeted was, I don't understand why we still care about Bill Polian thinks he drafted Peyton Manning over a half drunk Ryan Leaf, and we're supposed to treat him like the football prophet. Yeah. Mind you, this is my biggest point. Mind you, those Colts squads only won one ring, and it was against Rex Grossman. Thanks. To me, that's an overall indictment on Bill Polian, and on, we can talk about this another day. I got a whole show on this, Peyton Manning. Yeah. I've really spent like the last year crafting a Peyton Manning as the most overrated player in this. Bro, I've been on that. I've been <laughs> he's telling a, you all that. He's, yeah. the mo- he's the regular season messiah. No 100% doubt. the most overrated player in Oh, my God. Once, once Peyton Manning got in the playoffs, he was very suspect, bro. Couldn't, couldn't beat his biggest rival, and his only Super Bowl was against Rex Grossman. So same thing with Poland. It's no, like he's Poland got a couple, is, he's got a couple now, but yeah. Who? Uh, Peyton. The Colts squads only won against. Rex oh, but Grossman. he's talking about the Colts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Peyton won a second Super Bowl. Yeah, Denver, bro. No, that was Bob Miller was the quarterback there, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? That is true. I know he, he was. I know Peyton was there. I know he was taking snaps and Bob Miller going uh, both ways. To do something, but Bob Miller was going both ways. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
So, and I think with Polian, man, it's like he's got an ESPN, pulls him on every time something happens. He does the draft. He's like this guru of everything for ESPN and, and draft stuff and talent evaluation. I'm looking like, I remember those Colts teams. They struggled for years to put a defense behind Peyton Manning, yeah. right? He lucked out on – I mean, he got Peyton over Ryan Leaf, which is like, okay, that was a 50-50 pick, and you happen to pick the right guy. But I seem to remember Ryan Leaf was falling asleep at rookie mini camps and all types of shit. So maybe if you had done your homework, you knew that Leaf was going to end up being an asshole, and you just made a good pick. Great. But because he picked Peyton Manning, he is literally, like, held up in this high regard like he's some amazing talent evaluator with all these rings. And, again, those Colts teams, right – that had paid Manning for all those years, won one Super Bowl, and continually got, continuously, repeatedly got rocked by the Patriots every time push came to shove. So I don't, I don't think he's some great evaluator. I don't really care what Bill Polian says. There's way more guys whose opinion I care more. Tell me what Lewis Riddick thinks, right? Tell me what some of those Riddick guys. Good. Riddick is spot on. Yeah, Boy can have the good. job now. Fire pace, bring in Lewis Riddick. I'm ready to go. Yeah, um, good. there's another guy on ESPN that they all he's always on, and he's he reminds me of Polian, uh, the guy that did the, ran the Jets. Oh, um, oh, Tannenbaum. Oh my God. Yeah, why, is my, yeah, why do I ever want to hear from Mike Tannenbaum? I never want to hear from Mike Tannenbaum. I never want to hear from this and Rex Ryan. I think that's greeny shit. Like, yo, these are my Jets guys. I'm gonna bring them on, but like, I don't need to hear from Rex or Mike Tannenbaum. It's t- it's trash takes. Yeah. Um. <laughs> you like Rex? I don't mind Rex as much as Tannenbaum. I just. Tannenbaum is so matter of fact for me. Yeah. Rex is very like, this is my opinion. I'll tell you how I feel about it. Tannenbaum kind of comes from this condescending, I used to be a front office, and this is the team I put together. This, you know that, who he right? reminds me of that and I hated? Like, you didn't really do shit. You ever listen to Mike Lombardi? Yeah. He's just like Lombardi. It's like yeah. failed GMs that want to sit here and tell me how to be a GM, but they failed as GMs. Like, yeah, yeah you can do a lot better. Like, yes, you do better than those guys, but please stop trotting out Bill Polian out there for his expert opinion because I don't really give a fuck what he thinks about Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow will be fine. Yes, I agree. Just fine. I agree. I agree. Big Nick the Quick. How you feel about the video, man? We back live with it. Yes, sir. I love it. For Big Nick the Quick, I am your host, Sean Little. Make sure you subscribe, man. YouTube, iTunes, Spotify everywhere lock in tell your homies who you got today you got anything on the docket nah nothing yet i'm gonna take a look at it I mean, it's, it's been a it's been a rough couple of days man since sunday it's just been a it's been a been a, been a beat down i know the i know the bucks minus 19 i think i need to just ride your picks man you're on the you're on a uh, fucking stupid heater man i've been on a heater yeah, I've, only, not- I've only put five the five picks out on that i've put my last five I put on Twitter, I've hit, but I, man, outside of that, I'm probably like 14 of my last 18. Yeah, I might have to just have so, you be my proxy. Yeah, I've been uh, I've been <clears> seeing <throat> the board clearly, so we'll see. I'll hit you up when we get out of here. But for Big Nick the Quick, I am your host Sean Little. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes, YouTube, Spotify, everywhere. Make sure you rock with us on the new video. No catch us, Sports Talk via Chicago. Let's get it. <laughs>